0: Hi, friends. You're listening to Springs and Roots. Casey here with Lynde, And we are wrapping up this season today with a great podcast, a great episode and topic that's um, kind of stirring in our hearts this morning. We
1: want to leave you with something to think about for the summer. Something yes. Something to meditate I think it's on. Something that we need.
0: Yeah. I needed it. As Even as we were praying beforehand, Jesus was like, Casey.
1: Yeah. Listen up. We need this. <laughs> the truth is we live in um, the age of information overload. Yeah. And I I actually like, I want to start there because I really think that that could be one of the greatest sources of this, um, disunity and anger and strife and just these feelings of, I don't even what's the word? I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. Honestly,
0: I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I mean, we've talked about it before. I limit my social media. I Mm -hmm. limit my news. I just, I very carefully guard what I take in because it affects me greatly, but it, it stirs up a strife and a angst in me yeah. that leaves me feeling like with like
1: restless
0: and like Yeah. Without peace. It's like you want to punch somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's honestly like, I don't know what the word is for that feeling, but that's, that's, that would be anger. That's the result. Yeah. I want to punch somebody, (laughs) but I truly believe that, that, that so many people are feeling that because it's the age of information overload. And another thing that's this information overload has caused that I think is also hurting us as human beings is we have shortened attention spans. Yes. Um we have frazzled or disconnected thoughts. And what I mean by that is like they they have proven now that because of social media and the scrolling and the sliding and this and that, it's that we don't come to a complete end or a resolution of a thought that we start. And that's bad for our minds. That is actually bad for our minds. And so um our minds, how we feel, our likes, our dislikes, um, they have turned into a commodity. Yeah. Our data has become a commodity. And so all of this is being fed into basically money, greed, control, manipulation. And so for me, and I think you feel the same way, like I'm passionate about even saying what I'm saying right now, because some people don't even think about that. Some people do not think about how, um, what technology and this information overload has done to our minds and how it has stolen from us. And so it's really important to realize that and to realize that we do live in the world where Satan is the prince and the power of the air. And if you just think about it, all of this is on the airways, right? It's it's going, a floating across the air. And so, um, um, I think as Christians, we've forgotten a couple of things that Jesus said that were really important. Obviously, everything he said was really important, but he said, take heed how you hear. And I think you could also say, take heed what you hear. And that yeah. goes back to what you just said. You know, we we have to guard what we're listening to. And we're not advocating for sticking your head in the sand and not knowing anything. Correct. I would never advocate for no. that. But we have to be careful what we're listening to. Um, and then Jesus also said this, um, if a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. And so that's where we want to kind of bring this conversation into focusing on really the church. Um, I mean, that's who it's the majority of our listeners are, are people that would identify as believers in Jesus, um, that he is our savior. And so the church is not immune to the effects of the world. And just because we're a Christian doesn't mean that we are not immune to, you know, these things that I've been saying, you know, this discontented feelings, disconnected thoughts um, that our likes and dislikes have become a commodity. So we have to address this.
0: The reason we're speaking specifically of the media part right now is because we feel like that is the main source of division. The The main source where the division is, is being from. planted, yep. the seeds are coming from media, from platforms, from, and, and then also with that, the habit of the scrolling, like you were saying, um, and the scattered thoughts, we can't even think for ourselves. Like yeah. it, it, we, I really, we, it, it's like a spoon fed situation. Like this is what I should think or feel because this is what the media or so and so is saying or whatever on social media. Yes. Um. So I think that that's that's why we're talking about this, you know, in the front and the front end here is because we feel like that's where the source of this division yeah. is coming from specifically. Uh, Well, all around, but we're talking, like you said, specifically to the church.
1: Yeah. And that's why we start with the problem and then go to the solution. And I I truly believe the problem. And I've heard other people say this, um, that the media has become like the prophets of Baal, you know, in the Old Testament. It's um, you always had God's prophets. Yeah. And you always had the prophets of Baal or the prophets of another nation. And I think that a lot of times people um, get confused because the Bible will say false prophets. What they were saying was false. But if the people bought into it and believed it, it became their truth. Yeah. So that's where we, again, we have to always, you know, be on guard because, and we've talked about this before too, but that's one of the main things that Jesus said towards the end of the age is do not be deceived. And so, um, there is, it's an airwave of false prophets going across the world. And we as Christians have to guard ourselves. So we wanted to take a minute and kind of reference in old Testament, account that we kind of see parallels what's happening today and it's found in second chronicles 32 we're not going to read it we're just going to kind of paraphrase the story and kind of parallel how we think that um, applies to us as christians today but if you have time i encourage you to read second chronicles 32 it's a very interesting account and it really has a lot to teach us yeah it absolutely does in second chronicles 32 Hezekiah is the king of Israel and he's like doing great things for Israel. that, yeah. like, He's leading a reform and they're like smashing the idols. So like he's doing a great job, but it doesn't stop the, um, the king of assyria Sennacherib is how i would say his name who knows how you it's really say one it one of those fun ones <laughs> um, he he's just going throughout the land and that whole region and he is just taking down kingdom after kingdom after kingdom and so he was doing the same thing to israel and he had been um, you know taking over like little towns and villages even in israel and then he had come to jerusalem and so what he was doing, what they call it is they would siege the city and the, a siege could take a year to two to three years and they would build all these things and basically camp around the city and slowly encroach into the city to try to break down the walls and take, you know, the people yeah. and take away the kingdom. Because it's a fear tactic, it's essentially. A fear tactic. Yeah. Yes. It's like that slow, like you just see your enemy coming, but you're waiting and so he did something that I think is kind of where our first parallel comes in is he sends his servants to the people, um, in Jerusalem. And I think he's talking basically to the watchman on the walls and he sends them and he, they can talk in Hebrew and they start saying all these things to scare the people of Israel or to scare the people of Jerusalem to death. And, um, so what, the, what, what, Uh, Hezekiah does is he and the prophet, they go um, into the land and they basically call the people together into unity to pray and to not be troubled by what Hezekiah, uh, what the servants of Sennacherib were saying. And so instead of the people letting the fear dictate their actions and their choices, they let the word of the king and the prophet or the word of the Lord um, unify them. And so that then when they were unified and they prayed in unity, God sent an angel and he actually um, destroyed the camp of the Assyrians. Yeah. And so they had a victory um, under unity and under peace, even though the enemy was trying to scare them to death. Yeah,
0: I think the key I mean, it's a great story and there the parallels are are pretty right on. But I think the main thing that I keep coming back to is that these are people from Assyria. They speak a different language. Naturally, their native tongue is different and they're standing taunting the people of Jerusalem in their language, in Hebrew, in the language of the people of their enemy. Right. So they knew they were i like there's power in that, like in a bad way, yeah, they knew the words <laughs> they to say. knew the words to say, they knew the language to speak to the people. And I just, I'm thinking like, who knew, who knows how long they'd been, you know, laying the siege, right. And the, just the creeping up and the fear that that has, and and also it says earlier on in the chapter that, that they were, you know, like you said, attacking all these other cities around. So they're literally the people of Jerusalem are watching them conquer these other small cities. And then now they're laying siege and now they're speaking to them taunts and telling them that their God won't save them and don't believe what your King has said and blah. Blah, blah blah but they're speaking it in the language of Hebrew of the language of the people and i just think that like the enemy this goes to show you how far the enemy will go to get your attention to get you to live in a place of fear to entice that fear and that spirit of fear it's powerful. I'm it's read really powerful. Verse. It's
1: verse 18 talking about the um, servants of Assyria. It says, then they called out with a loud voice in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten them and trouble them that they might take the city.
0: Yeah. So in order for them to take the city, the city would have to be divided. The people yes. would have to be fearful yep. and fear leads to Division and it kind of creates in us this feeling of I'm I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to look out for me. And so that lack of unity, which typically um, is very um, natural and a part of the culture of the Jewish people, is to take care of one another, live in community, bear one another's burdens in that kind of way. It really becomes that now I'm I'm in fear. We're about to be attacked. I'm taking care of me. So that unified heart and vision is divided is gone. So, of course, it's easy to conquer the city then. That's right. Back to Jesus's
1: words, a house divided cannot stand. Absolutely. And so, we really feel like this story kind of is a great parallel to the tactic that's been put against um, really all the people of the world, to be honest. It sounds crazy to say that, but that's what's happening. And we as believers need to be smarter than that. And we need to say, even though you're using key words, you're using my words, words like justice and mercy and equality. And you're using Words that sound like they should be Christian words, you're not meaning them in the way that God meets them. Right. At the power
0: came when they were unified and they turned to the king and Isaiah and they, it says that they knelt before the Lord and prayed out and an angel came. And I believe in my Bible, it says annihilated, like that's a big word. That's right. So the power of the, of the spirit came when they were united together, praying and beseeching the Lord for freedom, for, for liberation, for victory. And the, an angel of the Lord came and annihilated. So, I mean, that's.
1: Well, there is a release in the spirit when the church is together. And that is one of the reasons why we have to understand that the enemy wants to use division and these fear tactics so powerfully against us um, because when we are united in the spirit you know what What did it say And when the day the Holy Spirit came they were all in one accord one harmony one voice yeah. and they were praying to the Lord and the Holy Spirit came with tongues of fire yep. and, and they ministered the gospel and 3000 people were saved see that's what the enemy wants to stop from happening yeah. that's why he wants to use division he wants to use fear so we as the people of God, we need to be understanding that this is a tactic of the enemy and that my fellow Christian who maybe believes a little bit slightly different than me or says something slightly different than me is not my enemy. Um, My anger is my enemy. My fear is my enemy. Those are the enemies, not my fellow believer. I need yeah. to love them and embrace them. So we want to transition to that and encourage you and encourage ourselves. Cause Casey and I, when we pray, we always realize we need this too. Oh my goodness. We absolutely need this. Um, how important it is to love one another and be in unity with our brothers and sisters in Jesus, especially.
0: Yeah. yeah we don't have to agree with someone on all points of life in order to love them. And with that also, it's the, the the caveat of saying that love are like love of Jesus, the love of God, biblical holy love looks very different than the love that the world tries to Prop up in prison. That's one
1: of their word, our words that they stole. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. So I have been looking at Ephesians, and I mean, I I think the whole book, especially chapters four and five, really are great for this topic. One of the things I struggle with, or have struggled with my whole life, is I have an opinion. I'm an opinionated person. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And um, it probably wasn't until my late 20s or early 30s that I realized that just because I have an opinion doesn't mean I have to share it doesn't mean it's for the partaking of, for everyone else, right? It might just be for myself, right? Right. And so one of the things that this is, this is one of the chapters and one of the passages the Lord kept using to minister to me during those times when he kept trying to tame my tongue, (laughs) but it wasn't just that. It was really, it was a changing of my heart and my posture and chapter four of Ephesians verse two says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through that. the bond of peace. So I think that that was one. I mean, bearing with one another. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't often bear <laughs> with one another very well
1: (laughs) i don't either but we can in jesus name
0: (laughs) it's definitely something i need to continue to work on but that really that phrase really stood out to me and then um the unity of the spirit not just unity of any kind but really unity under this umbrella of the spirit that's i don't i that's where the power is that's where the good stuff comes from Mm -hmm. is we may not agree on every single thing but man we've got the same holy spirit inside us and there's unity in that and there's power in that and we lose sight of that
1: yeah and i want to say i want to tag on something you just said a minute ago about unity is that Unity does not mean that we agree with, think the same as, or do exactly the same as someone else. Amen. That was the power, uh, the tower of Babel. Yes. They were all unified together that they were going to build a tower to reach to the heavens. And God came down and said, Oh, when they're like this, nothing is going to stop them. Right. Yep. So that is, um, demonic actually. That's a big word. Yeah. That's demonic. Yeah. Um, that is a doctrine of demons. When we want the one world, we all think the same, we all do the same. That is demonic. God loves uh, the flavor. He like lo- he does. I mean, he likes a little spice. He likes a little spice. I mean, if you look at the tribes, I think the tribes of the children of Israel are a perfect example. You know, they all had different personalities within their tribes. Um, they had different gifts within their tribes. Some were more worrying, some were more praising, some were more, you know, intercessive or, or whatever the word I'm trying to say is, but you know what I mean? They had different gifts and yeah. they had different um, anointings. And so there is supposed to be diversity of the people, but unity in the spirit. So Many we are, parts, one body. That's right. We are one in one spirit, but we are all have different things that the Lord has called us to. And those two things can yeah. live in perfect harmony together. And it creates a, a, a place of balance. Yes.
0: When we don't agree on everything. I mean, if we all think the same way, act the same way, do the same thing, we're tipped to one side and there's nothing to balance us out. That's it's right. really important for us to have different um opinions and ideas and thoughts and to be able to cultivate our own thoughts and not just take the spoon that's been fed to yes. us but think intelligently and logically and think through things and have discussions and open our hearts and minds to one another in a way that's that's pleasing to the Lord yes. and honoring to him and how he created us we don't have to agree or see eye to eye on everything But we can speak with kindness. We can lead with love and and we can walk in peace with those around us. Yes, it's so crucial.
1: And I think as believers, we need to really take ownership of of the fact just in all of this. We need to find out the real definition of words.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, you look said, love. Let's, yeah. let's
1: find out what love really is, yep. you yeah. know, according to God, not according yep. to the world. Because um, that's just one of the things that the world is twisted. I, I love you means that everything that you say and that you do is right. And it's all your truth and it's you do you and all that stuff. And that's not real love. Um, and, and the the reason why I say that is finding out the definitions of words will actually help us walk in the bond of peace and bear with one another and, and live in unity together. Because when we find out what real love is and we walk in real love, that's when we can actually also walk in unity with one another and bear with one another.
0: It's so important, and just as a side note, a really good resource for that is Blue Letter Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, Linday and I both use it, but it's really easy to look up a verse, touch the word, you can like click on the word, and then dial down into the Hebrew or the Greek of it, and that, and then it, you kind of can begin to understand the context of that word and what it meant. And it's really good. Context is also really important. Yes. But, I was going to say, yeah.
1: look up how it's used in different contexts, but yes. but just as a side note, that's a really helpful
0: resource for sure. One of the challenges we've said this before in another podcast, but that, um, our, that stubbornness is the worship of our own opinion. Yeah. And I think that we're seeing that a lot. And I think we have to be careful I think I have to be careful. It's very easy for me to dig in and be like, no, I'm right. This is what I think. And I think we have to be really, really careful about that right now and not just assume that that everyone thinks like us or talks like us or feels like us and and come at it with a softness, with, right. uh, with a gentle touch and approach. The Bible says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And I think that that's a really key point is just you may be right tell my kids all the time if you're right you don't have to argue your point because you're right you That's know you're good. right you don't have to argue it you're it's not your job to convince or convict you can have conversation but if you feel yourself getting heated for me I start to feel my cheeks get a little hot and my ears start burning and I know it's time to back off I'm clearly passionate about this but I need to you know step away take a take a drink of water take a walk whatever but just make sure you're listening more than you're talking yeah I think it says that in the Bible somewhere, somewhere, (laughs) or maybe a time or two throughout the whole book of Proverbs too.
1: All right, let's keep going on Ephesians. Okay. So so
0: the next, uh, the next passage that I want to read is, um, if it's still from chapter four verses 14 through 16, again, read the whole thing. It's really worth it. Cause it's just talking about the whole process of what it looks like to walk in unity. Um, but one of the things that we're talking, I think the underlying theme that we're talking about is really like a growing up and a maturing. I think as we yes. grow in our faith, we are able to hold our tongue as we grow in our faith, we're able to bear one another's burdens yeah. more, more quickly, more easily it kind of begins to come natural. We're in a season and in a time of life where we have to mature. We have to grow. Yes. We have to have those deep roots. And so verse 14 of chapter four says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their dece- deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up and love as each part does its work. Ooh, I mean, come that's good. on. Foosebumps.
1: Each part does its work. Yes. That means we all have different work. Yes, the same body.
0: Well, and it goes on later on. in Ephesians is the part where he says some have been called to be apostles and teachers and like we all have a part to play. Right. And and my part isn't your part and your part isn't my part. They may cross over a little bit or intersect or whatever. But if we're all doing what we're called to do and doing it in the
1: grace that the father has given us to do it. Man, there's power in yeah. that. and what will happen when each one is walking in their different gifts is we will build each other up. Yeah, that's what you're. That's that's what you're going to see. It's the building up of the body, and that's very countercultural because what we do is we want to build up self, mm-hmm. and we want to highlight even yeah. in the church the superstar mentality in the church. Um, we want to build a person up. No, 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 no. We all build up the body of Jesus yeah. um, together. When we're doing our part,
0: when I support you and you support me, we are showing the face of Christ. We are yes. living out the love of Christ because yes. He came as a servant. He That's came right. lowly, and so when we do that, when I support me and promote me above all else, that is not the way of the Father. Right. And it's, I'm not talking to the point of like, you yeah, know, we can't. We're, we're uh, talking about healthy doing. boundaries yeah, here, yeah. with people. But the point is, is when we're supporting one another, encouraging one another in love speaking the truth in love we just read it um, that is where that is where the good stuff yeah, is it the
1: whole body will come to maturity will come to effective working um, when each one does its share causing growth for the body I mean that's that's what that's what we as Christians should have a very yeah. fervent desire is that the body of Jesus would be built up that each person would be doing what they're called to do um, so that we can display God on the earth his kingdom on the earth in us that's Amen. what we need and but it's only going to come through love true love yes true unity um and we have to guard all of those places in our lives that try to come in and steal that from us yeah and we have
0: to have an awareness that the enemy speaks our language that's right going back to the first story we told, we have to be aware he's speaking our language and he's broadcasting it from the walls. Yes. And and we can't be deceived by it. And we can't let him win. I think more than anything, sometimes it's that stubbornness yes. in me of I will not let the enemy win. Right. I will not give him a yes. foothold here in this situation in my life. I think that more than anything, sometimes is what spurs me on to mm. like keep going and keep pursuing and keep digging deep because I'm just, I just... I want to I want to honor the Lord in all that I do. And the older I get, the 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 closer I am with the people in my life, my life and and the friends I have, I really my heart is to see you succeed. My heart mm-hmm. is to see my family succeed more than myself. And I just I think that that really comes from all this that we're saying like be careful in your speech. Keep reading in Ephesians because oh, he goes on like, don't let unwholesome talk come out no of your mouth. No like,
1: corrupt word proceed yes. out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Listen to that. That's not arguing. That's not, it
0: doesn't mean that we're not sharing our thoughts and having intellectual, thoughtful, kind right. conversations, but we're doing it all under this banner of, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, and your opinion or my opinion, like we have to see that as equal. We can't walk in thinking, I'm better, I know more. We have to walk in in humility and in patience and bearing
1: with one another. Yes. So. yeah and the whole thing too is you have to know your audience, know your moment, know the intentions you know of your heart because if you say something that you may be right, you know and and I want to say this like we're we're not saying don't stand for what the no. word of God says we we would never say that, but it's are you saying it because you want to be right? Are you saying it out of anger or are you saying it because this person that I'm saying this to actually might, listen to me and I might have an opportunity to change a heart to help someone course correct. Because when we're saying it for that reason in that context, we need to speak up. And you know, there is this thing that's trying to silence believers right now. And so we're, we are not saying in any way that we should be silent. We are saying that we need to um, be effective. Like this is what it says. What is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Like what, when are those opportunities? Because I guarantee you we're much more apt and I'm just saying this in a general way to give our opinion, um, in a broad way on social media or just, or say what somebody else has said, cause then yeah. we're not really saying it, but it's still offensive to people Yeah. instead of in the one-on-one conversations and somebody's looking at you and they're saying something that, is probably a little bit off, a little bit wrong. And that you actually have a relationship. Yes. Are we speaking then? Yes. Those are our moments. Those are the moments when Those I know moments. your
0: heart and you know, mine, and there's a connection and I can say, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm right. thinking. Not just behind the screen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to just say something really quick and then we're going to wrap up. Tone is very important. Oh, yes. Yes. You can say the same thing in a thousand different tones and it will mean something, mean a thousand different ways.
1: Know your audience, know your tone. Well, we just really want to encourage you. I mean, this is our last podcast of the season. And um, I think we chose this over some text, actually, that uh, I was actually getting worked up yesterday on something. And I'm just realizing, like, uh, it's so funny. Like, I'm thinking other people need to hear this. Linday needs to hear this. Oh my goodness. So this is something that we... We need to constantly yes. be reminding ourselves of. We need to be champions of this, and we need to lead in love. Yeah, and um, we can do that, but we need to be wise to the schemes of the enemy. Yep. Do not let our hearts be divided. Let's not be people of disconnected thoughts. Um, let's live in unity in our being first. Ooh, that's yeah, so important. We have to have unity in our being, um, and so that then we can promote that in relationships that we have.
0: Yeah. Watch your words watch your tone look for ways to encourage one another build one another up bear with one another i'm gonna i'm gonna think, i'm gonna have to be thinking on that one for a yeah, while cuz that one that one hit me hard <laughs> it's good stuff well, All right, we guys. love you guys we well, love you yep have a good summer yep talk to you soon